0: is a movie
1: keep repeating it's only a movie only a movie
2: only a movie I love movies gosh I love movies
1: to the Matt and Mark Movie Show. Yeah, I'm glad I got a Toyota and not some shitty American car. Jeez, good call. I know, man. I'm all about it, dude. I got a Honda. My Honda's great. (laughs) I love it. Honda's the shit. Hondas are awesome. (laughs) I pledge allegiance to Honda. (laughs) Dude. Dude, my Honda is the shit. Look, your Toyota is the shit. You haven't touched it in like five months and it started right up. Dude, there's like bird shit and dirt all over it. So that's right. Gross. It survived the elements, exposure, a methad rubbed his ass cheeks on it. People were writing on worked. it, though, which
0: fucking bothered me. People were writing on it? <laughs> it's oh, like a Like, little wash heart. me, Somebody asshole. Somebody wrote, no, just put, someone put a heart on it and there's some, like, you know. But it's like, when I see it, I'm like, motherfuckers, that's like those micro scratches in my paint, you piece of shit.
1: That's not bad. It's not like they always get
0: pissed at people if they do that thing where they, yeah, it's fucking dirty. Don't touch it. (laughs) Leave it alone. (laughs) At least they didn't write that. It's like, why the fuck do you have to put now I have like, now it's dirty. And then you also scratched it. And then there's also your stupid finger mark. It's like, so now you've made it even worse.
1: Dude, what if you came back? Before, it's
0: kind of stealth until someone's asshole fingers got all over my truck. And there was a whole (laughs) message
1: waiting for you, written with someone's finger on the side of your Toyota, like, where's (laughs) this guy been? Four months. And they were, like, counting. It's been four months, (laughs) 19 days. Oh, man. Oh, shit. I got to wash my
0: fucking truck. I also got to pick up my, this Ecobee. I had to buy a new thermostat, too, because... Google Nest, <clears throat> their thermostat fucking... Su- I don't know if you have a smart thermostat, but... I don't. I don't. This thing is... Like, at night, it'll just be like, I'm going to make you freezing cold. So it just runs all night, and I wake up, and I'm fucking freezing to death. And then then during the day, it's like, it's like fuck you. <laughs> no, this is the... This is the energy saver mode, so I'm like, okay, it's got all these algorithms. If it's blowing all, all night, that's the energy the... saver? And then during the daytime, I'm like, I'm boiling fucking hot because it's never on. <laughs> so
1: stupid. <laughs> so Sounds I'm like, like I'm going to buy a shit. new,
0: I am gonna. I need a new thermostat. This one's dumb.
1: God damn, dude. Wait, <laughs> I got to show you something. I got to show you something. I don't want
0: to see your balls. I had
1: this, I woke up with this scene in my head. Watch, watch this, <laughs> watch this.
0: Something's brewing at D&D.
2: Wow. Al Pacino. It's not Al anymore. It's Dunk. Dunkacino? Don't mind if I do. What's my name? Dunkachino. It's a whole new game. Dunkachino. You want creamy goodness? I'm your friend. Say hello to my chocolate blend. I a who lucky light. This whole trial is out of sight. They put me back in with hazelnut caramel swirl. I know it was. Everyone wants my I Can't get enough of my Dunkachino. Kids from seven to oh, seven, tino, lining up for my Dunkachino. What's my name? Oh, I've I, I never seen this. And
1: There you go, man. Mark. i not that. I wanted you dude you know sometimes you'll wake up with like a it's not even like a movie i'd like but like you'll wake up with like a scene in your head and you're like i'm gonna play that later and it's been playing in my head rent free all day today dunca chino needs a whole new blend (laughs) say hello to my chocolate (laughs) blend. that was amazing mark holy crap is that your new favorite Are you gonna blast that? I gotta watch that movie now. So wait, that
0: movie stinks. You're telling me? It's a
1: horrible movie. That's the best part of the movie, what you just saw. But who knows? Maybe you will love it, Mark.
0: Well, it's got a 3.3 on IMDb. I'm
1: pretty sure I will. I think you should drive around (laughs) Palm Springs blasting (laughs) Dunkachino from your Toyota fucking Toyota truck. They'll be like, "Oh shit, he's back! He's beating up the street with (laughs) Dunkachino." It's a whole new blend. That's you and you get out. <laughs> Dude, that'd be I awesome. got the same suit with the donut liner. <laughs> That's what it is, man. I think now the scenes that like play in my head are scenes um, that revolve around food because I'm on this fucking diet. So I'm like, I've just been craving donuts. That's probably why it popped into my head. I'm now figuring you out why this vicariously
0: scene is through Al Pacino's <laughs> Don <laughs> Wait, how could a movie with that scene be 3.3?
1: That is Mark. really the only good scene that said. Uh, it's the only scene I remember, but I'm going to tell watch it you, all the way through. I remember. Yeah, I saw the movie. I saw the movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, man, you watch at your own risk. You know, I'm not telling you. <laughs> oh, I'm not man. telling you to watch it, So don't come to me. I'll just tell you what. Well, Doug is good. I don't know about anything else. I'm just happy I saw that scene. That was a fucking amazing scene. Holy shit. Mark
0: That was cinema gold. That's better than Citizen Kane. I'd rather watch that 5,000 times than
1: Citizen Kane. I would rather watch the Don Cucino ad more than, I would say, 70% of the movies that we cover on this show.
0: Like the AFI list? That just destroyed the AFI Fuck top it. 100. Oh, totally, dude. an Al Pacino's Don Cucino. And <laughs> the then Don underneath Cucino. is Scarface.
1: One. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, no, but if they went in reverse order, it'd be like, the AFI's top, most memorable, impactful Works of art, cinematic art. Number five. More Lawrence... violin
0: music. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Lawrence of Arabia. Number four. Titanic. Number three. It's gotta be some weird foreign film. The red shoes. The piano. And the piano. Two-way tie. Red shoes, red shoes. and the piano. Number two. We forgot. And number one.
0: <laughs> no, it the- has to be a war movie.
1: Oh yeah, number two, yeah. The Bridge Over the River Kwai. <laughs> yeah. And number two, Dunkachino, the Al Pacino Dunkin' Donuts ad from Jack and Jill.
0: You said number two for Dunkachino. Oh, number and one. Bridge Over the River Kwai. <laughs> wow. Al
2: Pacino. It's not Al anymore. It's <laughs> <Is> Dunk. Dunkachino? <laughs> Don't mind if
1: I do. Don't mind if I do. Mark, can I tell you that so good. we are somehow still, <laughs> somehow we are still charting in Portugal. What? Fucking give it up. Which I want to just say. people
0: are listening?
1: Thank you to the entire country of Portugal. <laughs> Mark, our show is That's still awesome. on Apple Podcasts. We are charting in Portugal. We're number 137. Wow. So we're in the top 200. Look, it, it, these aren't these are these are not small peanuts dots. These are big numbers. This is right underneath Dunkacinos. No, dude. Well, we have a ways to go before we reach Dunkacinos number one status. We are at 137, but we That's in awesome. Portugal on Apple Podcasts, the Matt Mark movie show, number 137. So, obrigado to the whole country of Portugal. We wow, love you fucking you so much, guys. Portugal. Thank you. Jesus.
0: I wish I knew how to say thank you.
1: I think it's Obrigado. I think so. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it is. Thank you. I just got confirmation. It's <laughs> Obrigado. Mark, that's fantastic. So that's that's news item one. I figure we should just co- cover a couple news items. News item two. Are you ready for this? Show? I don't think you're ready. Get ready, Mark. News item two. There we go. There's our Apple Podcasts rating so you can awesome. see there. Mark number two news item we've got new fucking merch in the store Nice new merch mark are you ready for this
0: yes let me see we
1: have two new items and if you're listening to this and you're wondering how do i get to the items in your merch zone go into the show notes there's a link you click that link and that's how you buy our merch and it helps support this podcast mark new shirt number one i want to look at this with you you ready for this yes Boom. Damn, that's gorgeous. Aspot classic. Shit. It's called the robot classic because I was afraid of putting Aspot in the title and <laughs> T public taking me out. <laughs> so we have a classic. I like that you put capitalized ASS in Yeah, you plastic. like that classic. That's, that's to give you a hint. You see? This <laughs> is the the classic Aspot shirt. How cool does that look, dude?
0: That looks gorgeous.
1: Wait, we should wait. Why am I talking Mark? We should ask Aspot. Oh, we are giving you your own merch. What do you have to say about this?
2: Cool. I see my sweet new merch. But something tells me I won't
1: see any of the royalties, you <laughs> cheap bastards. He's not wrong. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, he's <laughs> he works for us, so he's definitely not going to see anything. It's more of an internship situation where he gets Permanent, experience for perma us. Permanent intern? Yeah, what do they call it? It's like indentured. Oh, servitude. he coined
0: a new phrase. It's just like someone that works for free. And the Permaturn,
1: <laughs> Permaturn, Permaturn, you Permaturn for us, Mark. This is this is our first item. It's called the robot classic shirt, but it's an asphalt wow. shirt. That and you can nice. also get this on a hoodie, a sticker and a mug. Ooh, I think I'm going to get that mug. Check That's that dish. Mark, you ready? Now, this is this is not all. Are you ready for the oh. next? Oh, there's hot more new this item. Is like a,
0: this is like an apple.
1: Uh, presentation. That's right that's right. Fact, we wait, go, we got that shit. Alpine green, midnight <laughs> blue. They've always got some space colors at Apple. You notice yeah. that? Oh yeah. Comet pink, like shit like that. Okay. <laughs> here we go. A second new item in the merch store. You ready for this, Mark? Oh shit, I see 80s. Oh shit. That's dope. Asbot online. We have uh, to quote our our buddy Asbot. Asbot. Online. We have a shirt now that says Assbot Online. It's an okay, 80s awesome. style. Looks kind of like a Terminator. I like that. Kind of like a Synthy retrowave style. 80s robot shirt. Two new shirts in the merch store, people. Go check them out. You can get them on a sticker or something else too. I love this Assbot Online. Isn't that the shit? What do you think That's of this? Pretty one?
0: dope. You I like love that? that shit. Dude,
1: yeah. okay, you wear this in the in your Toyota truck. Listen into this.
2: What's my name? Doncino! It's a whole new game. Donc you want creamy goodness? I'm your friend.
1: Say hello to my chocolate blend. That's you, Mark. <laughs> Mark, we got new merch in the store. Oh
2: my god. You can
1: look super cool like Aspot. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely uh go check out the new merch in the merch store, Mark. And all and everybody, not just Mark. <laughs> no <laughs> one the, else uh, go. Just mark my store. God damn it! (laughs) Just click the link in the show notes, and you will be taken directly to the merch store that helps support this podcast. I'm getting that mug. That's check that ish out, Mark. Yes, I've got a new. I've got another news item for you if you want to hear it. So I thought you would be. um, I thought you would be interested in this because you and I this Ezra Miller goes to jail this is not Ezra Miller goes to. I mean we could talk about that if you want this is not Ezra Miller goes to jail um this has to do as you know it's the 40th anniversary of John Carpenter's The Thing oh shit and as part of the 40th anniversary they re-released it in theaters I believe it's only a two or three night event uh but it's a fathom event (laughs) oh <laughs> and usually fathom does okay stuff i mean sometimes their nights are a little stupid it's not like you know yeah. if you have a regular specialty program that it runs for a week like fathom has specific nights usually that's the worst part about fathom but mark wouldn't you want to know fathom fucked up fathom fucked up because i was like gonna look into maybe going to see the thing on the big screen as you know i love john Carter is my favorite director and i was gonna oh, try wow. and, and find a screening of it um Mark, I was looking at a bunch of posts from people like us who go to Fathom events, go to see specialty retro movies on on the big screen, and I saw a post on Reddit that was warning people to not go to the thing on Fathom events because they're playing a DVD copy. Yes, basically, they (laughs) cropped the movie to 185 to 1, and it's blurry. What?
0: Oh, man. What a disappointment.
1: Sound mix is soft and garbled, and people are saying... In the comments I was reading this, somebody who I guess works for a projection, you know, is a projectionist was saying that it is well known, it's a dirty little secret in the industry that Fathom events actually stream their content through like a cable box. And for whatever oh, reason, if, wow. if, if something goes through Fathom to screen on the big screen, they have to crop it to 185 for some stupid fucking reason. No one knows why. Now, as you know, That's the awful. thing is 235. Yeah. Yeah you should not be seeing it in a different aspect ratio if you are it's it's wrong it's dumb it looks looks weird it's probably if you go from correct me if i'm wrong if you go from 235 to 185 you're not there's not a more screen they're uncovering they're having to push in to they're make that like, happen right yeah what
0: they used to call remember pan and scan for that's DVDs. It, yes
1: oh god and it yeah. used
0: to like sometimes you'd have two noses talking to each other
1: yes and they were like this is supposed to be a two shot these two people <laughs> facing each other
0: all I could see is Jack Black's nose and uh Kevin Hart's Wait. nose. Wait, when we went to that which fathom event did we go to together? It was that Killing Joke or we something. We went to like the that? Killing
1: Joke, the yeah. horrible animated Batman movie. Blurry? I remember it looking okay, but those those uh Batman and WB animated movies look kind of shitty anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one I think that's looked really good and that or or was Under the Red Hood and Dark Knight Returns. I think those both look great for the WB animated stuff, but even they're like we watched a trailer the other day for some Catwoman one that they made, Catwoman Hunted. It looked awful.
0: It feels like they're just like mass producing these garbage content just to make money. Yes.
1: Yes. Like so these poor like animators are no in like a artistship. farm.
0: They fucking make them work. Don't they like, they shop it out to like these. These like little animation studios in Korea that they pay them barely anything, or something I think like so. that. It's yes, like they'll get dude. their f- the first episode, they'll try to make look good, but then after a while, you see the like the shortcuts start popping up. And it's You'll like, notice
1: Whoa. Catwoman doesn't blink, you're like, Man, she hasn't blinked like yeah. the last 30 minutes. It's so How weird. Come
0: none of these characters breathe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Her breast so should weird. be heaving. I don't see anything <laughs> happening. There's no heaving. <laughs> I would notice that kind of thing. <laughs> what do you think life is like at the korean animation farm for wb oh dear lord these poor people sit around in hot cramped awful rooms (laughs) what do they make 10 cents a day they're like well you could work at the apple plant and assemble iphones (laughs) and make 15 cents a day if you know someone or (laughs) you come work here at the wb animation farm where we farm out these fucking dc animated movies (laughs) There's a lot of them though. There's a lot. There's like three or four a year, because it's not just Batman and Superman. It's like, and now they're running like down to the C and D Justice tier.
0: League ones, right? Yes,
1: dude. Not only that, there's a bunch of Wonder Woman ones, Catwoman ones, Green Lantern. They need more Green Lantern shit, by the way. Don't you think? Yeah, Ryan Reynolds kind of killed that, right? When I thought there was supposed to be like a Lantern Corps HBO I thought show so too. What happened to that? Now that David Green Lantern was
0: actually one of my oh, wow. favorite characters.
1: I always liked the Green Lantern in the comics. I thought he was pretty cool. Yeah, he deserves dumb. something cool. He deserves yeah, like those, a like, good
0: streaks, movie. the white streaks. I thought looked cool. When I was a kid, I was like, I wish I could get, get those white streaks on the side of the head. <laughs> now I'm getting white hair and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> I, oh, hate shit, it. I need
1: to spray this with shoe polish. You're like, why didn't... Where's the Rudy Giuliani shoe kit? Why didn't Wolverine just spray paint his gray streaks out? (laughs) didn't have to look like such an old bitch. (laughs) Mark, Mark, this week, (laughs) we're not just talking about Dunkachinos and new merch. (laughs) We should maybe also talk about Ezra Miller a little bit, but I think think it's pretty much the writings on the wall with that guy. I don't think we're ever going to see that movie. he's gone so they're they not say, even going to release it no and christopher well, Plummer's dead so they can't replace They him. can't replace him that would have been <laughs> awesome christopher Plummer is the flash and flashpoint well apparently they say that they're gonna make the movie or they're gonna release the movie in 2023 and that i no think the goal there care. is to hope that they'll that the the you know court of public opinion that people will have forgotten about the whole ezra miller thing and but my question is You have to have him do press right people inevitably every press question is going to come to that it's going to be weird if the star of your movie isn't in any of the press materials (laughs) right it's like when brian it's like the last x-men movie when they couldn't talk about brian singer mention brian singer and hugh (laughs) jackman was just kind of awkwardly like we got to thank the uh guy who made this (laughs) mr 20th century fox (laughs) (laughs) like it was like really awkward like did you see logan at all in the theaters yeah, I did. I saw Logan a couple times. I saw it a couple times, yeah. I saw Logan Noir as well, the like special black and white oh, print really? they made of it at the Alamo. Was it good? It was awesome. And Hugh Jackman showed up afterwards to do a Q&A. Oh, he was like in person, and it was just so awkward because this is when the Brian Singer shit was like really popping off, <laughs> and oh, no. he was getting asked questions about it, and he couldn't say anything because you could tell there was no canned response. Nobody had rehearsed the talking points with him, so he had nothing to say. So then, when the talking points inevitably came later for X Men Apocalypse, he had he had this like s- totally stilted response, like you know some people were not supposed to talk about who made the movie. It was like very stilted.
0: Oh really? Oh, yes. I want to
1: see this now. <laughs> Is but it like awkward and embarrassing? It's so fucking oh, awkward. No. But like, because you could tell too, like some people in the audience, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole blacklisted communist thing. Like some people can clap, but then like you're looking at who's clapping. And who's not <laughs> clapping <Yeah>. you know it's <laughs> like hey was like, it
0: like our aliens screening was it that awkward Where nothing's like...
1: that awkward <laughs> that was the worst Fuck. that was like one of the best screenings i think i've ever been to but it was the most awkward q a session i have would you not say that was the most awkward q a you've ever been to <laughs> it
0: was ridiculous and that
1: sigourney weaver looked oh uncomfortable She actually, the way she handled all those stupid questions,
0: it was the dumb audience questions. She was a pro.
1: She was a pro. And she had nothing but patience. And she was so, like, well-rehearsed. She was great. I was really
0: hoping she just would flying elbow that guy off the stage. (laughs) The moderator was an idiot, though. Holy crap. Everybody was an idiot that night. How many Ghostbusters crossover with Aliens movie questions? And Avatar questions, too.
1: (laughs) Like, we're not here to talk about Avatar. And like, when's Avatar 2? Are you going to do Avatar 2? Is it possible your character's alive? Jake Sue Lee is alive. <laughs> and she was like, I can't fucking talk about it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Happy LV426 day, you fucking nerd. <laughs> She's just like, fucking had it with everybody. <laughs> so here's my thing i think they're saying that back to ezra miller i think they're saying that that they're gonna just push the movie and whatever here's what i, I kind of want to see it so i'm oh, I'm, I'm happy d- well, i just want to see the damn movie to the reason Super i want to see it is because it's the return of michael keaton as batman yeah that's i think the reason that everybody wants to see it so i yes. think that's the only reason it's not getting canceled because of the interest there because they have him set up in multiple movies because that spins oh, him really? off to also appear as Batman in the upcoming Batgirl movie. So that oh, I think shit. they have to have the flashpoint shit happen because now it's going to affect other movies. It's not is as there, easy oh, as wait, just for dumping it. Are there any talks of
0: just like replacing him? Like well, his that's,
1: that's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to wait until there's not as much attention on it. And they're going to slowly start to figure out, well, that's what I think they're going to do. They're going to slowly start to chip away to figure out how they could put less flash in the movie. And the flash that's there, replace it with that fucking TV flash. I think that's exactly right, dude. And Zaslav is a crafty motherfucker. He would do some shit like that. The new guy at WB. He would do some shit like that. This is the same guy who gave us 90 Day Fiance. He will do it. Oh, oh, what? He's the guy who, like, ruined Discovery Channel. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Discovery Channel he's used to be about... He's in charge of DC? He's Dude, he's in charge of WB. Ergo, he's in charge of everything that they oh, own, wow. which is DC. That's terrible. That'd I be know funny it's that, that... All the
0: DC properties are like reality shows. It's just Big Brother with the superheroes.
1: Because that, that Walter Hamada, he's out. He was like the last guy there, right? It was like him, Jeff Johns, and they, they're out. I think Zaslav's going to put in whoever he wants, and they're going to just do whatever David Zaslav wants. And I think eventually you're going to get, like, a neurodivergent Flash. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's I like, thought we already have that, though. Is he supposed to be neurodivergent? I thought he, I thought his claim to fame was that he was bi. I don't know what he is, actually. <laughs> no, the character. Not, not Ezra Miller. The character. Is it the character of the Flash, this iteration of the Flash, supposed to be bi? Is that true? Oh,
0: that's... I don't know I actually never all I've heard of all I've heard of the Flash movie is just the bad press it gets from Ezra Miller kidnapping people and robbing
1: people and grooming
0: grooming now like that's all I really know about the Flash movie and then that maybe Michael Keaton's in it but you know. (laughs) <laughs> the bad press is just i think the bad press just buries any interest in the actual movie because it's more about like his weird shenanigans
1: part of me wants them to just dump it to hbo max like how great would that be like fuck it let's just own the train wreck who cares we're all already paying 15 dollars a month for hbo max just give it to us oh it would get a lot of views i think i think it would break the internet yeah that's the good that's like the smart play but he'll, he'll never do that What if they do some
0: meta thing where it like the character of the flash blends into the real world Ezra Miller, so you have this weird psychopath as the as the flash. Dude,
1: you just made me think of something we can deep fake anything now, why can't they just deep fake an actor's face on him who cares. Pick any actor. Yeah, pick any free money and
0: boom. All he has to do is cruise.
1: (laughs) All he has to do is some voice. There you go. What a
0: little bit of voiceover. What about
1: miles teller perfect yeah wait. put put miles teller's face on the oh flash. Jess
0: just thumbs down <laughs> no shouldn't like that
1: mark enough about ezra miller he's done enough he's done enough crispin harm in the real glover world
0: as the flash that's
1: crispin mean. glover is the flash yeah nicholas cage nicholas cage <laughs> yeah. the producer in the booth says nicholas cage all right since we're all gonna i get a vote too so you voted crispin glover she voted nick cage that's a good vote Okay, fuck it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go unconventional for mine. Unconventional. Can I guess that Willem Dafoe? <laughs> no, not Willem Dafoe. <laughs> it's gonna be an actor of color. You racist. I'm going against. It is type. Juneteenth. That's right. I'm going against. It Happy is Juneteenth. Juneteenth. I'm going against type. You know, fuck it. Let's mix controversy with controversy. Will Smith. And he just slaps people. But he slaps them so fast.
0: <laughs> they don't know. You don't know. Oh, there's an alternate reality where Chris Rock gets slapped. And he doesn't know. He doesn't know. No one knows. <laughs> yeah. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just splinches. He's just like.
1: Ugh. <laughs> they can't. Yeah, they can't tell. It's like the Sapruder film. They break it down frame by frame <laughs> to try to figure out what happened to him.
0: And the movie's not even about the Flash. It's just like them trying to figure out yeah. what happened, and the Flash dude. just happens to be, you know, Will Smith that slapped it. Slap point. Great movie. The Flash. Slap point. point.
1: <laughs> Would not that be awesome? uh Sorry, I'm drinking <laughs> coke, dude. What's better at summer than a Coca Cola and a Spider Man? Hey, class? I thought you weren't Nothing. allowed to drink that shit. <laughs> I can drink a Coca Cola. I just can't have like desserts and all this other shit. I can't have a Chino
0: desserts.
1: I drink half a Coca Cola, so it's half the sugar. You can't half.
0: quit Coke, though. Seriously, it's you can't. impossible. It's too good. Although this Mountain Dew frostbite is delicious.
1: <laughs> I like how it blurs. Your background <laughs> also blurs the Mountain Dew. So it looks like it's a, something offensive. It's like, like, it's like I called have Mountain a, Dew, a, yeah. something super offensive. <laughs>
0: or it's like you know, this thing has a built-in legal department. It's like no branding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Every time I try to bring up it, like, oh it's like the rappers of the rap videos when they would used to auto blur all the logos on their shirts and shit. <laughs> it auto blurs your mountain dew.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like you holding like racks of money but you have to blur out logos.
1: Got to blur something. out logos. <laughs> I never understood when they would have to blur out the chains. Like what did the chains say that was yes. so offensive, right? Was it just like a swear word or was it like they literally had a chain that said like PepsiCo and they couldn't, <laughs> it was something Maybe, like that. Maybe, actually, probably. Yeah. They were like, we can't get sued by PepsiCo. <laughs> Mark, this week, we're not here to talk. Ezra Miller has caused enough trouble in the real world and now he's disrupting our show as well.
0: <laughs> what a pain in the ass that you should guy stop is. talking
1: about it before he grooms Assbot.
0: <laughs> that could be the next t-shirt.
1: <laughs> Mark, this week, we're talking about a movie, this is this is interesting to me because, and, and I, I want to preface this. So last year we did, why, why are we reviewing Phil Tippett's Mad God when we could be talking about other big movies? Because last year we did an episode all about George Romero's lost film, The Amusement Park. And the reason I like talking about the stuff is it's rare that weird stuff like this happens in the world of movies because... We know everything that happens, look at all the shit we know all the shit that's happening with Ezra Miller and DC because all this shit is part of the, the fucking movie news cycle. So when weird random stuff pops up that or that takes a long time or that's not the norm. it's fascinating to me because it still shows you cool surprising major events can still happen in the world of film that we don't fucking know about you know, like the amusement park wow we discovered a lost film right I wanted to talk about it instantly same deal here. Phil Tippett made this movie and worked on it for over 30 fucking years. Yeah, he started in 1987,
0: I think, it was?
1: Uh right? no, I think it was yeah, maybe no, that does that's not enough time. I think it would have been a little earlier, right? 1980 or or a little later, 1990 something like that. Here's my impression because I think he was doing but the In the end credits it says 8
0: not, I think it says 1987 to
1: 2021. Oh wow. Oh, so his math is fucked up. Everybody's saying 30 years. I didn't catch that in the credits. Anyway, it's this amazing feat that this guy basically spent, what, a third of his life? He's he's pretty fucking old. Like yeah. a third of his life working on the same project. You and I have made It's one stuff. of these, like, mad genius projects. Yes, you've made yeah. movies, you've made shorts, you've worked on things for months on end. Can you imagine working on something for thirty? fucking years consistently you get five That's minutes to yourself, you keep... by the way <laughs> yes i was reading interviews with him where by the end they were like hey man how's it feel to be finished after 30 years and he's like i don't know i don't know i don't know he like couldn't talk about it. he's like some i hate the, i hate it i just wanted to push through like he would just kind wow. of like like a workman just push through every weekend nights and weekends just making it over thirty fucking years, that's insane. because he kept his day job while he was making Mad God.
0: Um, that's so got to be tough, though. Like if you, you know how it is, like you, if you were, say, for example, writing a book, and you're doing that all day, and then you finish writing, yeah, and then you write your other book. You know, that's just that gets like really
1: strange. the grind. It's like yeah. A, yeah, it fucking burns you out, man.
0: Oh because yeah, because then
1: you're. Your day job is so demanding. Sorry, my cat is freaking out in the background. (laughs) Your your day job is so goddamn demanding that it sucks all the creative juices out of you. And what do you have left to give to your own art, to your own creation, right? That you've slaved over. Like when this guy came up with the idea for Mad God or the initial designs or drawings, he was probably like super psyched about it. Flash forward five years, and he's like, I'm still working on this. Flash forward 10 years, you know, he's been through a divorce, and all of a sudden he's like, Jesus, this fucking movie won't ever end. Like, I have no friends. Nobody will see me. (laughs) Dude, and not only that, not only is it the same goddamn movie, but it's stop motion. It's a frame at a time. It's 24 frames to get a second of film. It's fucking crazy how long. This is an 85-minute movie.
0: Yeah, it's you know, it's funny when it when it first had the announcement that it was released. I thought it was going to be like, you know, 70 minutes, like really low. Yeah. Then, I, well, then when I saw I was like, oh, wow, that's actually quite long. That's insane.
1: Apparently it started. I didn't realize this. It started as a Kickstarter.
0: Yeah, I, there in the credits, I did see the Kickstarter thing. And, and I he rem- was releasing I remember, chunks of it as yeah.
1: episodes on the web. I
0: remember seeing those, and I was so excited to see the finished project, but it was always like work in progress, work in progress, and I was actually, I had completely forgotten about it until you brought it up.
1: Had you seen pieces of the movie as shorts before watching Mad God Today for this? Wow. I hadn't. I was only aware of it. From rumors, and then hearing stories, and then seeing the trailer. I was unaware of the Kickstarter aspect, the shorts. I had not seen anything. The trailer was my first look at Mad God. And right away, it should be said that Mark and I both... I think it's fair to say we both love stop motion. Oh, yeah. respected as an art still, form. Yeah. Dude, I love... I just love the look of stop motion. Especially stop motion when it's really dark and twisted and fucked up yes. like this. Like, um... Like that tool video, Enema, right? Or what's that? What's that? Sober, sober. Oh yeah, The yeah, album yeah. was Enema. The, the, remember that fucking video, Sober? How sad that was. With the little claymation guy just wasting Isn't away. Is it in Chains have something too with stop?
0: Motion? There's just a lot of stop motion yes. music videos and like, but like on the darker side.
1: Very dark, like a like the Brothers Quay. You know those guys? Yeah, the Brothers yeah. Quay. They yes. make those fucking weird alligators in the streets. Yeah, fucking weirdo claymation artists. I went to like a whole Brothers Quay experience i want to say like 10 or 15 years ago they screened a bunch of their shit and it was really fucking weird did you see some like stuff that
0: had never been seen before
1: yes it was a lot of like rarities things they were working on things they had cut it was really cool um if you're into the brothers quay you should um i i think all that stuff's available online now um But that's what this, the first glimpse of the Mad God reminded me of. It was like, oh shit, it's like that tool video. It's like fucking Brothers Quay. It's like this really kind of gross, disgusting looking stop motion animation with characters that look like they're made of like dirt and hair and just fucking glistle, (laughs) just
0: disgusting shit. It's like parts of a like a hardware shop that are swept in the corner. You take all those little <laughs> chunks of junk and you, you make stuff out of it. By the yes. way, did this give you any like flashbacks to that movie? This is a very obscure movie, I think, because nine. Do you remember nine?
1: Nine, yes. But that was CG, that, like, right?
0: Post apocalyptic. Yeah, but it had that they kind of try to mimic that, you know, more like give it to give it that like I don't know, it felt more like they are trying to mimic those like stop motion films yeah it had that but kind of weird CG, aesthetic yeah yeah they wanted them but to look like that little dark uh, post-apocalyptic ragdoll that... people or yeah. something
1: right yeah that was cool i do remember nine and that, that would fit that's whatever that subgenre is of like dirty animation <laughs> yeah uh that this fits right in line with them with um, those
0: kind of weird heavy metal-esque stories mostly like yes. dystopian futures
1: well I, i'm glad you said that i'm glad you said that because um I went into Mad God, which we should say, you can watch Mad God on Shudder. That's, that's the only place I think you can watch it right now. It's, it's, they call it a Shudder exclusive or a Shudder original, but really they just bought the rights to it. I mean, you know, Shudder didn't didn't exist. (laughs) Yeah. When he started this, but if you want to watch the movie, it's on Shudder right now. Um, you can sign up for a free trial, watch it and ditch it if you want, but I love Shudder. Uh, and I, I think you should stick around and keep your subscription. They have a really nice library. Um, that said, Mark, it took Phil Tippett, expert, we should say expert Visifex guy, worked on Star Wars A New Hope, the hollow chest scene in Star Wars A New Hope, the fucking Tauntaun and Rancor and Return of the Jedi, the fucking Adats in Empire Strikes Back, Starship Troopers he did work on. He did some Velociraptor stop motion tests for Steven Spielberg in the first Jurassic Park, and then that's when Spielberg decided to go CG. And that's kind of when Phil Tippett's star started to kind of decline a bit. And that's when I suspect, see, you kind of shattered my theory because you read 1987. And I thought, oh, I wonder if when Spielberg gave his shit the boot, he was like, fuck you, stop motion lives. I'm going to go make my own fucking movie. And we'll see who's laughing 30 years later. 30 years later. (laughs) He's like, "Uh, uh." Um, but Phil Tippett has, you know, he specializes in stop motion and practical effects, miniature stuff. He's fucking amazing. The guy's like a wizard. Oh yeah. His work is incredible. It speaks for itself, man. It's fucking awesome. Um, But this is definitely different. I wanted to ask what you thought about this from the stuff he's made commercially right ed 209 some starship troopers models with the bugs and shit of course the star wars shit the difference in in style i think and craftsmanship from the commercial shit to this do you prefer one look over the other or you like both i mean you're it's it's hard to say that
0: it's hard to dislike his commercial work because it's so amazing but there's something like very visceral and gross that I love about this one. Uh, I like that it feels like it was made in a garage. Like you can even see like on the props and stuff. It's like everyday household items. and stuff, Yes. You know, it's very I, I love it. I thought there were it was some, great. There were some, some by cross-section by way, some the... shots
1: where I was like, is this a work table? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> there was some the stuff that I didn't like was like the uh, when it would go to like live action. It didn't bother me that much, but you know, it definitely took me out of it.
1: Yeah, there that was unexpected that there were bits of live action blended in and there are real actors in it. Yeah. Do you know the guy who plays the last man with the long fingernails? That's Alex Cox. He's the director of Repo Man, Sid and Nancy. Well, how the fuck did he wind? I have like so many questions. <laughs> like, I'm going to tell you this. I watched Mad God and I think I was mistakenly, you know... After watching the kind of movies that we watch for this show, I was like not ready for something so experimental. Like I thought there would be some framework of a story or some character moments that I could kind of hitch hitch onto to be like okay, oh, I really connect with this. Like I never connected with Mad God. I loved oh, the really? way it looked. Yeah, I loved wow. the way it looked and I thought it was just visually astounding. Yeah, but I never connected with it. And I got to tell you, I thought it was a slog to get through. Really? Dude, I paused like four times. I know I hate to say this. I paused like four times. I'm like, how much is left? Because when I tell you there is it is an experience. There's nothing for you to follow. You are just watching these sort of crazy hellscapes play out yeah it's like sometimes a you into hell yeah sometimes you watch a character you know there's some connective tissue where this character is sort of you're able to follow them through a couple scenes but then it's something else you get these sort of slices of life in hell basically um it's
0: like dante's inferno
1: it is degree. or the, what is that the nine the nine circles of hell right Just, yeah, something. is that it's, the same thing seven or something yeah or? we're showing we're showing Whatever. our ignorance on this episode <laughs> Like these two dummies hey, are going to talk about Dante's experimental art Bro. films uh, <laughs> yeah we know how to reference it um uh, mark i i it took phil wow. 30 years to make this it's taken me about five minutes to shit on it because um i didn't there's like a lot it. of shitting scenes i did not like mad god wow okay i hate to say interesting. it. interesting i oh, was Well, ready you know to what i it. think it
0: is because i you know what i think it is though you didn't have a frame of reference for it. So you just went into it kind of like, it was like going into the unknown. Yes. Whereas I think because I had seen those little short films and snippets and I really got excited about it like back in the day. So when I finally got to see it, to me, it was like, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I thought the sound design, the imagery and just, I don't know, I just, I guess I was in the mood to watch something because everything is so dialogue heavy now. You know, I do I do love films that have very minimal use of dialogue. And we should say there
1: is, it's not only minimal, there's like no dialogue. Oh yeah, there's like maybe like
0: one or two words, I think.
1: And there's not even, usually with those kinds of of films, right? like crying sounds. You have these great soundtracks, right? You know, you have at least music to carry you through. And even the music is sparse. It's like these super fucking oh, with like guitar yes it's like these super like noisy like noise core soundscapes sometimes you hear a guitar you mostly just hear screaming babies crying people dying uh gushy melting sounds like, <laughs> and it's 85 minutes of this like i said like i think for the first 20 minutes i was just truly awed by what i was seeing because again i was like wow this looks incredible and then i was like okay Well, when's it gonna kick in? When when is mad god gonna start? And then I just started to realize, oh no, it's just gonna be this. You're just gonna be. If
0: if you're going into it like fresh, like you did, I'd say that if you if I read the title Mad God, I'd probably be a bit disappointed because I would see like imagery of destruction and I would expect to see some like you know crazed god leveling our planet and yeah. But you, and you don't really get that. So it does, it has a strange buildup the, and there's part of it that's kind of like diminishing returns where you kind of see it get more and more, less detailed in certain areas, but,
1: yeah you could tell overall, there were some years he had to rush through that shit. yeah
0: but overall <laughs> it's like when i was just thinking of it i was like what an accomplishment to make something like that with such oh a,
1: yeah totally And I, and i'm not thinking it's like
0: it's to me it was like it's dark it's beautiful it's disturbing okay for me i do not like seeing helpless creatures get killed and that happens a lot in this movie a and it lot. actually this movie was quite disturbing and that sounds strange coming from me but this movie was like one of the few movies where I was just like, you know, I didn't like seeing some of those creatures get killed so
1: brutally. Yeah, dude, like, you're you're like one of the sickest dudes I know. So for <laughs> you to have been totally unsettled by this should tell should tell listeners everything they need to know about Mad God. Um, yeah, man, I I, I don't want to take away from the achievement. It's an incredible achievement. Look, this guy spent 30 years crafting a very singular vision. I promise you, there's no other movie that is remotely anything like this. And it's going to live on that. Like the guy has cemented his legacy film students, oh, yeah. cinephiles, people are going to be discovering this for decades to come. Bra yes. fucking vote. But if you go into it like me, like a jackass, you're coming off of Top Gun and Jurassic World. And you're just coming off of just constant narrative, narrative. Like I haven't had my experimental movie hat on in a long time. So then I started to ask, like, I started to kind of remember Wait, what is those, the last one you saw then. I guess the, the amusement park, I guess, is technically the last like art, quote unquote, art film I saw. But like, I remember I started to think during Mad God. I was like, I started to try to think how we used to think at film school where I was like, what? Who is the mad god? Is it us? Is it me watching this? Is it Phil Tippett creating this? Uh there is no physical literal mad god in the movie. I think it's all those things because I started to, you know, this is one of those movies where like the lights come on and then your film professor turns around and he's like, mm, "Society." Like that's that's what it feels <laughs> like. It feels like this is what society is. I kept trying to find meaning, like deep meaning in each scene and some scenes I I was just like Putting what I, I was projecting what I wanted onto the scene. I well, don't you know, know that I, I was really I getting that. You know, a
0: good, a good way to view it is I don't think you should see it in terms of it being like a story or any narrative. Uh, are you familiar with like Hieronymus Bosch, his yes. paintings, those hellscape paintings? To yeah. me, that's what Mad God is. It's like looking at one of those paintings and you're just kind of like seeing this strange universe and you're looking at all the little tiny details that go into it. And then you just go along for the ride. It's all it is almost like one of those like you're on the rails, you know. It's almost like like one of those roller coaster rides almost.
1: Did you watch because, the movie Sober?
0: Uh yeah, I did. I, I watched did it too. twice, actually. I watched it twice. Holy
1: fuck, you sat through this
0: twice? Because I really I like I said, I really enjoyed it.
1: Wow, dude, I, I could not was I, I had a insane. tough enough time getting through the first to the first watch. And I, I even when I finished, I was like, I don't know that it's it's on my list now of movies I think I never need to watch again. I will never watch this again.
0: Oh, this to me is like a movie I can have in the background
1: when I'm working. So, <laughs> you, know. you have guests over and shit. You're hosting like a barbecue and they're like, oh, my God, is that is that? Chicken? Hey, look at all those people
0: getting shocked and having is diarrhea. That, is that chicken man
1: <laughs> shitting into a robot's mouth? Yeah. Oh, you made chili to go along with. Oh, this. oh, God, <laughs> there were so many disgusting bits like I was unsettled I think more than I was disgusted um but I I I just found nothing out of it 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 felt very surface level to me where it was like here are these really cool images the animation's stunning wow, it's so cool that he built these sets. All this stuff is handmade, and you can tell, and I love that. It is,
0: by the way, this is so weird hearing you say this just because of our history with, like, you know, the stuff you've shared with me. Yes. So it is kind of odd. I was like, Ooh, I'm I disappointed thought, in myself, I, too. I, I honestly thought this was, like, something that would be up your alley and me. But then when you did, actually, when you texted me last night, I knew you didn't like it. Oh, Second because after I said. that text you well, sent me, I Mark, knew, I was like, Matt Mark basically doesn't like texted me like, something
1: oh, like. Interesting. I want dumb, fun movies. And I was like, I love dumb, fun movies. And then I was like, I have to tell him. And I didn't know that you were like super familiar with the Kickstarter. I was like, I have to warn him. D- hey man, dumb, fun movies. Get ready for Mad God. I think is what I told you because <laughs> yeah. basically between the lines, you're not going to fucking believe this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was that
0: actually, after I had watched the movie, I was a bit, I was like, I'm, on, I'm I was curious to see what, your thoughts were and now that i know what they are it is it makes sense surprising although for me to be honest it was kind of like we with this type of movies i've been watching recently and tv shows i kind of wanted something that was like you know i've like what was it um super pumped uh we work. It's all these like fast talking <laughs> groups. Lots, lots of very like, yeah. slick TV. Yeah, yeah. Fast Big talkers, cast, and everyone's like talking and you wanted the mad rantings yeah. of a
1: mad stop motion this, genius.
0: This one was just like you can sit back and absorb it, and I didn't have to really think too much. I just had to look at the details, and that's what I enjoyed about it. But you know what? I, I thought what is, is a funny scene is just you. Going into this cold, and you have all these like snacks. That Dude, you're gonna wait! Eat. Can I tell you,
1: Mark? I had I had a giant get. bag of popcorn. I had a. You don't eat during this movie. This is not a movie you eat during. I had a fucking like a jackass. I had a fucking bag of popcorn. I had a fucking giant drink, and I'm sitting there munching my popcorn like a fucking cow <laughs> while Mad God starts to play, and I'm like, "This is really cool. It looks really great." And then I started to realize, oh, it's just going to be this.
0: <laughs> There's
1: a lot of assholes in this movie. Oh, things come oh. out
0: of those things. Too. Is that
1: character made of a sphincter? That's, that's <laughs> kind of like where I was headed. Yeah, Is, man. I am um, breasts for testicles? I did. I did. Look, I, I don't. like. I, it's not like it was a completely negative experience for me. There were many cool things in it. And I did admire the animation and the achievement. But... I did want to point out, and I am i definitely yeah, speaking think... Speaking
0: of butts...
1: I definitely think you noticed this. I definitely think you noticed this. Did you catch the little Easter eggs in some of the backgrounds? Like when the main guy, who I think the character is known as the assassin. He's this guy with like a gas mask on. He's basically like an explorer that's sent from the, from the heavens down into this hellscape. He's got his little light and his little kit. And inside of his kit is a bomb that we find out. And did you notice there's one part where he's lowering him through these like idols. There are all these statues and idols and the idols, a lot of them hidden amongst the idols these weird statues of false gods. There are actual maquettes from Phil Tippett's work. Like yeah, I spotted cool. an Ed 209. I think I spotted an Adat. And there was like one sculpture. I think it's like from Jason and the Argonauts or Sinbad and the Seven Seas. There's the guy with the horn. You know what I'm talking about, but I actually I wanted to show you this because I was like, am I am I fucking nuts? I don't I don't feel like going back and watching it, <laughs> but I was like, did I see what I saw? Did I see these like maquettes? Check this out. So here's Phil Tippett. I'm going to share my screen with you. Uh, this interview is very boring, but I just wanted <laughs> to play you this part. So this is Phil Tippett talking about Mad God and specifically. I was good enough to fast forward to the through this boring-ass interview to get to the part where he talks about this and the Easter eggs from his work. Check this shit out. Uh, did I spot an Ed 209 in, in the cemetery at, at the beginning of uh, of the film when he descends into the first level?
2: Indeed, you did. Yeah, I thought
0: yeah, so. I, I, thought so. Um, I think there's a Terminator in there and there's a
2: RoboCop laying around. There's a bunch of stuff. Any Anything, you know, any of the toys
0: I had laying around. Mm, Brilliant.
1: Dude, first off, how annoyed (laughs) how annoyed does Phil Tippett look? He's fucking mad. He is the mad god. He's in a fucking shirt with cut off sleeves. (laughs) Yeah, you know what's weird?
0: I thought he was wearing some like classy director's turtleneck,
1: and then he he shifted, and I was like, is that skin? Dude, I think he's wearing (laughs) a fucking potato sack with no sleeves.
0: I just robbed from everything all the time. nice
1: one <laughs> it's like just He's, choking shit. <laughs> He's like, that's
0: drink. all that's all rum it's there's no coke in it it's just rum it's all gasoline by the way if you finished a 30-year project you probably wouldn't want to talk to anybody he like,
1: seems every ah, interview that i anymore. looked up for this show he seems like the angriest most antisocial, just like a fucking like when you you know like remember those. Well, i mean like,
0: from if you see the film you can tell he
1: probably not a fan of people dude yeah i guess you're fucking right yeah he probably hates people right that makes sense um do
0: you, do you know what they the, do you know how many osha violations were in that movie so many people in factories just getting mowed down by like flying bricks and just
1: shit just like, fucking like flying into people's eyes i did laugh yeah. when those they were like melting down dead bodies to create these like flying Um, These like flying rectangles that would zip through the air and kill people. monoliths, basically. Yeah, I kept thinking of like shit like that, right? I kept thinking of like, oh, is he showing you? This is my really stupid pedestrian take of this movie. That the assassin is like a new life. He's a baby who arrives in the world and he sees all these different avenues that his life can take because initially he passes through all these different levels and then when he lands he lands in a city and he sees he sees like fucking through a window some lady getting murdered like okay you can go that way you could be a scumbag basically. Or you can work like these slaves in the factory. And then you see the slaves in the factory working and they're getting mashed up. Some of them are getting mashed up to feed giant beasts. Some of them are just dying because some people get run over in the middle of the road. Like, hey, life is fucked up sometimes. Yeah, you like know? they're all
0: standing on the train tracks. And I was like, why are you guys standing on the train
1: tracks? Yes, please? right. And some of them you can see are stepping deliberately above a hole that's blasting heat out of it to burn themselves, yeah. to melt themselves down, right? Those are the people like, I think, Phil Tippett who sacrifice and give themselves towards a higher ideal right that's what i started to think about i was like that's fucking nuts if that's what he's trying to do that's me projecting i don't know that that's what phil tippett is trying to say did you
0: ever read anything on, on no that? i i is... on
1: purpose didn't read anything me neither
0: i haven't my yeah. my thought of it that it's um it's sort of like cycles uh, repetitious cycles of humanity and civilizations. Uh-huh. Yes. So as you keep and it's sort of like he's got the bomb, and he's going down there to destroy all this. Like, it's sort of like this is the end result of humanity. Everything just becomes more unchecked and horrific, and then someone has to destroy it so it can be rebirthed into this until something new, and then the same cycle appears. What about like, that as shit with like grows? They the get like, worse and worse. Super types?
1: neon terrarium where these like two alien creatures are eating maggots. And then they like one gets taken away by like a spider monster. What the fuck was that? Yeah, there's some weird shit in this movie, man.
0: (laughs) I kind of I'm curious. I wonder what would it feel like to watch inebriated,
1: you know? Well, that's that I thought you were going to tell me. I thought for sure just the same way you in your head pictured me eating popcorn and being a fat ass and watching the movie with snacks like a traditional like movie. I imagined you smoking a fat blunt, like a huge blunt. (laughs) And then watching all of Mad God, I was like, well, "Mark's going to tell me he had like an out of body experience during the movie." Well,
0: for, for the most part, when I'm when our, we're doing reviews or stuff for for this show, I try not to go in like inebriated. Maybe if it's like a comedy, I will. Uh-huh. But if it's something for this show, I I want to pay attention to it. it. Generally, if I smoke weed or do something like that. I will forget the movie as I'm watching it and which I don't like so I don't really like smoking weed but for during a movie that has you know but that's you're following characters storylines and such this one is so visual I'm I it actually might be a good movie to smoke weed to or do some drug to it kind of made me think
1: of like when we saw Mandy the Nicolas Cage movie yeah that movie's meant to be like an emotional sort of out-of-body experience yeah. for you right and if you want that's what i love about that that's movie, actually
0: that a good comparison there's is. enough
1: but beyond the atmosphere and the emotional and the tone and stuff that, that that movie's playing with there's also enough of a narrative and enough payoff for viewers like me who can yeah. come into it and still be like this movie's fucking amazing like yeah. you're not just admiring it purely as a visual spectacle you're also like getting hooked into the story, into Nick Cage's journey. Like there's things that reward you as a viewer versus yeah. this movie. I feel like it's all just tone, visual and aesthetics. That's all it is.
0: See, I think if you had read about it before, maybe you would have had a different experience, maybe, because then you would know that there's like, you know, no story, real story to follow, or, you know, that would be
1: a bit more abstract. It would be like, you know. Matt, don't drink a dunk <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> while you watch Mad God. (laughs) Wait, I'm looking at the Wikipedia for Mad God. Mark, while working on RoboCop 2, so uh, RoboCop 2 was what, 1990? So RoboCop 2 was 1990. While working on RoboCop 2, Tibbet began filming what would become Mad God. His work on Jurassic Park led him to believe the days of stop motion were over and the film was shelved. Wow, 20 years later with the encouragement of members of his studio, Phil Tippett began working on the project again utilizing crews of volunteers to assist him. On the weekends he would get as many as 15 or 20 people coming into his studio. He says they didn't all have talent or skill. They were figuring it out as they went along.
2: That's kind so, of that. I mean that kind of we were makes both sense kind of actually bright. as you yeah.
0: watch it, as you watch it you do see it doesn't have that refined Hollywood look, which is but that's what I think makes it more impactful for that movie because it is kind of like dirty and grimy and it kind of needs that
1: totally. Un- but No, but that's what I was saying. Edge. Like you and I were both correct. Like you said 1987. I said Jurassic Park. Those two things kind of met in the middle. It was like high five. Boom. <laughs> both. <laughs> we're both little smarty pants. <laughs> Marty. Mark, uh, I don't know how else to discuss Mad God. No, that's what I was going to say,
0: too. I was, I was actually thinking la- as I was watching the movie and as I saw the movie start to wrap up, I I was saying to myself, I was like, how do you talk about this movie? Because there's only so much you can say about it. Like, how many times can you say it's bizarre? How many times can you say it's weird? How many we, times? Yes. You know, it is a difficult film to talk about.
1: But I, I do think um, I did want to call out. Uh, or ask you specifically if you had any favorite scenes or if there's like a moment in the movie that you take away like that's that's the move that's mad god to me it's this scene or this moment
0: there's uh, there's a scene where it was like the opening is awesome by the way and also deceptive but um oh like with the fucking
1: bible the scroll yeah i
0: love that that really it's me. great. It as opens soon up as this that like happened, hardcore that really Bible verse. Me. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, "What the I fuck love are that. we about to
0: see?" Jesus. Yeah, and then you kind of have that like Tower of Babel imagery. You know, that yes. the typical Tower. Of Babel I did like
1: that, imagery. and then the clouds started to slowly just sink yeah. and devour everything. Yeah.
0: So I have the the scenes I liked were once once he gets that to that jeep, and he starts driving around, and he gets to that square hole, and he starts yes. slowly navigating down. I like that. The one scene that was the most shocking or the, the, the scene that when I first got into it, and it happens kind of at the beginning, and I was like, okay, this is going to be a weird ride is when that main character walks past all those people on the electric chairs just getting shocked and yes. shitting themselves. And then the shit just goes into these funnels and is processed through these tubes into this creature's mouth. And then, then I was like, okay, this is, this is very, very weird, and it's probably going to get weirder but that was that scene was like very visually very striking i
1: mean
0: it's some disturbing gross stuff but it like it does stick with you it's a very i don't know it's a very stunning film
1: um my two of my favorite moments in the movie and and they were like the two things that i do remember um and remember enjoying were when the movie gets a little more playful um there's a bit where there's like what i can best describe as He looks like a little like Igor, like a little lab assistant. He's like a guy with a hood with like this gnarly warded face. And he is commanding these two creatures with electric helmets to battle each other. These two (laughs) monsters are fighting the the shit out of each other. And he keeps shocking them. And they keep beating the shit out of each other. Yes, they're hitting each other in the head with shovels. I really like that. And I like that little impish guy's design. I thought he was cool. And then earlier in the movie... And I was like, that's kind of your first hint, I think, that there's going to be a blend of live action, is there are like two lawn gnomes. Did you notice that? Like two actors dressed as gnomes in like red pointy hats, dancing up and down, and then they get squashed by the assassin. They're like mini, tiny, 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 tiny little impish figures, and they get crunched under his boot and i thought i wanted more moments like that like that felt very monty python a little silly i got a kind of a jolt of a, like a laugh out of it um i think those are why those two moments really stood out to me also the oddity of it all like i didn't know that fucking real actors were going to be in the movie um but those two beasts fighting that was my favorite shit also too because it looked a little like. It's like the monsters you know from the hollow chess board it looked awesome that
0: lighting is gorgeous too when it is gorgeous especially like edge, that harsh edge lighting and the yeah oh, anytime
1: he has like a light source in the frame and the character has to come down all the steps or light his way through something it looks it looks incredible like oh yeah it looks incredible like the way that fucking star wars nerds talk about vistas look at the vistas like <laughs> there are incredible sights in mad god um, but you're absolutely right. I, I don't know how you talk about Mad God beyond just saying, it's really pretty, it looks amazing, this is so cool, it's so unique looking, it's so bizarre, it's so unsettling. It's all of those things. Uh, but I kind of love that we had such uh, a divergent reaction. Like, I love that you yeah. really loved it and and that I didn't because I think it made this conversation a little more interesting. Oh, yeah.
0: It's definitely more interesting, especially to hear someone, you know, of your caliber because you're – you you're more accepting of like the weird and strange and bizarre oh, yeah. and you have and like I, a massive Yeah, and catalog I don't need you look, see. I don't
1: need pure narrative or and I like non-linear stuff. Like I like weird shit. I don't need my movies to be A to Z. I don't yeah. want people walking away thinking that because it's not oh, true. Oh, no, no. But it's just in this case I really just was kind of I was kind of just like mad at myself for a while and then I was like this just isn't working. Like it's not pulling me in at all. And and I gave it I give it all high marks purely on a technical level. Like, there is nothing like it. And you know what sucks? I truly think that this movie is a movie that is deserving of, like, a an animation Oscar or an award. Some kind oh, of recognition. Yeah. But, you know, come on. It will never get those things. Probably not. It will never get those things. Those fucking fuddy daddies at the Academy, they will never. They won't even, A, Phil Tippett probably can't even afford to get this nominated because <laughs> then you have to pay to submit you'd have to
0: well you have to do those submissions through press right because you always right. see like an american cinematographer you're like for your consideration please look at me you know so he has to do all that it's it's probably it's a po- it's a political thing it's a, probably a political game you got to play and you have to like schmooze with people and i don't think he really that's does that's not gonna happen you know
1: you know what you can do you just buy him a dunca He'll probably weird win some
0: very obscure award.
1: Well, it. I would like to give Phil Tippett the award for Dunkachino. Best <laughs> Dunkachino for 30 years of making your weird stop motion movie. It's <laughs> Dunk. Dunkachino?
2: Don't mind if I do. What's my name? Dunkachino. It's a whole new game.
1: That's for Phil Tippett. Dunkachino.
2: You want creamy goodness? I'm your friend. Say hello to my chocolate blend.
1: Say hello to my chocolate blend. Dude, I remember one time <laughs> in film school, I attempted to make a stop motion movie and I bailed on t- two days in. I bailed. Damn, because Do you it's remember just... what, what the topic was? What was it about? I was trying to make two uh, movie about these different uh, apes like they were different wild colors. Like my friend, uh, my sweetmate mate at the time, Ryan, who went on to become a toy designer. He makes a uh, pet toys wow. now. He designed um, these like armatured maquettes for me oh, cool. uh, and put foam on the outside. And we had these cool, they were almost like, Damn. I wanted it to look like an arcade, old school arcade game art. And I was like, I want these three gorillas, one red, one blue, and one green. And they were like bright, poppy, like over stylized colors. And they'll meet in the jungle and they'll fight over a big banana. That was my whole idea. And I was like, this will look like some shit off like an 80s arcade game cabinet. And he built the fucking gorillas. He, this guy wow. built the puppets. We started shooting, and I'm ashamed to say I got bored. <laughs> I'm not a guy who can sit there and direct a stop-motion movie and sit there and make a click, pose, click, pose, click. Dude, I was there six hours that day in the, in the studio, in the ARC, and the next day I was like – Oh, that was an awful place. Dude. I was like, how am I going to tell Ryan that I'm not going to make this movie? <laughs> Damn. Wait, how many days were you giving yourself to make this, Sue? I was I had two weeks. I had two weeks and I and I had other, you know, shorts and stuff I had to make because it's college. You have other film classes and stuff. And um, I was like, I literally do not have time to sit here. Like if this was all I was doing, if it was your senior
0: thesis, if it was my senior
1: thesis and it was all I was doing, I would make the fucking gorilla movie I wanted to make the stop motion arcade gorilla movie I wanted to make. But I just couldn't. And I quit the movie and Brian was really pissed at me. And he oh. took the the puppets that he made and he used them as part of his senior project because he was like toy design oh, wow. and character design and and stuff. But he was pissed at me, man, because I quit that movie. So, Ryan, if you're listening to this, buddy, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Just so you people know, before I started a podcast, I tried to make a stop motion movie <laughs> with my friend Ryan and it didn't work out. I'm sorry, Ryan. <laughs> i think we have Good. i have some test footage of it somewhere oh shit like on that one of be my because i see. saved all my stuff from from film school i have dvds like dvdr is made of it Do and, you have the uh, original film i still have all my old films yeah i have the real like the actual wow. real from from that stop motion project but it's literally like i think we accomplished a minute i think we have a minute of film that's cool though but that's a long time maybe just shy of a minute i think it might have been like 50 50 seconds something like that that's pretty damn good though yeah we had it was pretty cool you just see the gorillas come out and then the big banana and then they look at each other and they start to fight that's it that's what we got it just is the end (laughs) (laughs) you know my stop motion professor was like what the fuck (laughs) if i find it i will put it up on our instagram (laughs) that would be so cool Mark, do you have any last words to say about Phil Tippett or Phil Tippett's mad god? Well, the guy is
0: definitely a legend, you know. His films and his work are incredible, and, and so is this one. I think people should see it. If you're into effects and if, if you're into a phys- physical effects and, like, old-school stop motion, check it out, I think. I mean, just you should – you. I think – Based on your experience, I do think you should read about it first to see if yes. it is your liking, because it is it is very disturbing, and I actually think it's
1: one of those love or hate movies. I can't see anyone being really like, eh, I yeah, I can't like see it. you, you know, being mid, midway on this. Yeah, yeah. It, you're absolutely right. It is it is a lover it is a love or hate thing for sure. Would you recommend Mad God? I would. Yeah,
0: I I would actually. You know what? Let me. I'll put a caveat there. I would recommend it to very specific people. Like, I'm definitely not going to tell my mom, hey, mom, you got to see Mad God.
1: You know, mom, I took you to see Multiverse of Madness and this week yeah. I'm taking you to see Mad God. Hey, it's Mother's Day. Let's go to Mad God, mom. Happy
0: Juneteenth,
1: mom. It's Mad God. <laughs> this doesn't celebrate Juneteenth. Mark, oh my God! it pains me to say this. Oh, no. I will not be recommending Mad God. I cannot, not only can I not recommend it as a blanket recommend, I don't even think I'd recommend it to people who like, I think this is just so divisive and just so, um, such a singular vision. I don't know, besides you, another person on planet Earth who I think I would recommend <laughs> watching this. So uh, it's a no from me dog. I don't have many of these. I'm sorry to say. It pains me to say this. I was so excited about this. You know, fucking goddamn it. You guys know I love stop motion. You know I love Phil Tippett. It pains me to say this shit. It's a no. I don't recommend it. Fuck no. Sorry. <laughs> Phil Tippett's going to be mad at me, but I don't give a shit. He probably doesn't even know anything exists.
0: I don't He's think He's been that. in a studio for too long. <laughs> He can barely we got an internet
1: now (laughs) (laughs) we landed on the moon it's like that scene in dumb and dumber when he comes out of the bar and he's like we did it we landed on the moon (laughs) yeah sorry guys mark before uh now uh before we move on to the end of the show Mm -hmm. let's do some we got a couple messages on instagram oh nice where you can reach us at the matt and mark movie show and i asked you know i always ask as we always do have you seen the movie do you have any recommendations or questions for us no one had seen mad god (laughs) we are the only two people who've seen mad god no one's gonna listen to this episode that oh this is definitely gonna be one of (laughs) our lowest rated episodes for sure i'm sorry people of portugal people watch dude what if (laughs) this is number one in portugal or we lose our chart they're like, "What is this, Mad God?" <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I thought you guys were gonna talk about Lightyear. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mad God. <laughs> we're the Mad Gods for doing an episode about Mad God <laughs> when a Pixar movie is in out. the middle of a fucking summer movie season. <laughs> Let's talk about this experimental art film this guy made. <laughs> yeah, t- think,
0: think about the the chronology of this though. It's like Top Gun then you have jurassic world dominion (laughs) mad mad god it's like two of these like really big blockbusters films followed by like you know that was that was very telling about the reception of this film when you when you showed that uh interview there was like a thousand views
1: yeah there's just no interest (laughs) I feel so bad, but like in horror circles, especially people that follow Shudder in horror circles, I know there's interest, and in some film like, circles, in Fangoria,
0: you'll like it.
1: <laughs> but I thought there was a, like there was definitely more interest for the amusement park than there is for Mad God. As crazy as that sounds, I think a lost film is a little more attractive of a news story than this guy spent thirty years of his life making this weird stop motion movie in the corner of a room. <laughs> do you like the tool music video sober that really (laughs) fucking sad music video with claymation you're gonna not maybe not like this one (laughs) (laughs) that'd be great if that was the poster (laughs) hey do you like like this film do you like kubo and the two strings and Coraline? i got news for you you're probably not gonna like this too much (laughs) hey are you expecting nightmare before christmas or james and the giant but i got bad news for you you're not gonna like it too much (sighs) Hey, are you an animation buff? You like, you know, looking back on old shit like the Puppetoon movies and and Will Vinton's Claymation? You're probably not going to like it. <laughs> Dude, and I like, listen, I don't just like new school stop motion shit either. Like, Mark knows. I collect, you can go on our Instagram and see, like, I collect old stop motion movies. Oh, I, yeah. I have both Puppetoon movies on Blu-ray. Those are great collections. I love the work of George Pal. I love, love, love Henry Selick's work. But I also love will vinton and claymation and the adventures of mark twain adventures of mark twain is one of my favorite movies that's you want to talk about a weird rare tone poem of a movie adventures of mark twain and people know what's up it's fantastic anyway instagram questions our first question comes from our buddies at the genre geeks thank you guys they said what are the top i thought this was a great fucking question what are the top three movies you would like to see played again on the big screen, Mark. You and I, when we used to see movies a lot, we would go see all these like throwback screenings. Mark and oh, I yeah, saw super fun. Obviously, we saw Aliens, where the guys harassed Scorny Weaver. That was horrible. Event Horizon. Event Horizon was awesome. Starship Troopers. Yes. Sudden Death with word. Van Dam. We that saw a amazing. lot of these. We saw a lot of these old school Die Hard. We saw Gremlins. We saw the Metrograph was great for this oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Blade, the original Blade Runner mark is seen multiple times on the big screen. Um, Robocop, we saw together. That was great, actually. Fucking fantastic. That was one of my favorite screenings. Predator, we but, saw together. I actually saw the thing at
0: Metrograph uh, uh, in, the, in a 35mm, like a proper 35mm print.
1: Well, I'm going to reveal that. that, um, Funny enough, we opened with that Fathom event story. I I have never seen the thing on the big screen. I've only ever seen it at home. Yeah, I discovered the movie. You know, I discovered John Carpenter in high school. So by that time, the thing was old. I discovered I discovered the thing on tape. I watched it for the first time on VHS tape. Wow. That's how I saw it. My first have been a cool experience. It was an incredible experience. Lo-fi look. Well, that's when I missed the days of Blockbuster. I know we're talking about movies on the big screen, but like I went to Blockbuster Video as like a 14-year-old kid who was into movies and was awkward. Talking to the Blockbuster Video clerks, they were amazing because I was like, I like John Carpenter. And you know why I like John Carpenter? Because I had just seen for the first time Escape from L.A. I saw it before I saw Escape from New York. And I really? remember wait, telling wait, them that's
0: your fat. That was your first John that Carpenter. That was my film? first
1: John Carpenter. Movie. Wow. And because cool. and I went in and I said, I liked I loved this. I want to know more about this character. And I I love this guy. I love this. And they were like, hey, we're going to show you the John Carpenter movies. You need to be watching. And the fucking clerks brought me around the store. This is one of my favorite memories. They gave me Escape from New York, The Thing. Um, they Live. And I believe the last one they gave me was memoirs of an invisible man. I think because it was like newer oh, and they wow. were like, go watch all these John Carpenter movies. And I watched escape from New York. I wore that tape out. I watched the thing. <laughs> I wore that tape out. And it was how I figured out that John Carpenter was my favorite director. I had never seen oh, somebody so he's movies your like that
0: top of, of all.
1: He's my number one favorite director of all time wow and um and then after that of course on my own i discovered halloween and the fog and all of his more horror-based stuff vampires body bags oh vampires like is great i love vampires i saw vampires in the theater several times i even I saw, saw that it. at the metrograph too actually oh they screened uh, they screened uh oh i remember yeah. you and i saw fucking ghosts of mars together
0: yeah at no Band. they yeah they did like a whole retrospective of john carpenter they did like god most of damn his so Fuck. I got to see Prince of Darkness. That's the first time I, I saw Prince, Prince of, of Darkness. Darkness. Actually, the first time I saw a lot of his films was on the big screen just because of these awesome retrospectives. Because you'd have the Walter Reed would do stuff and then the Metrograph was doing things.
1: Damn. Oh, New York
0: was the shit for that
1: well uh i will just say not not as a cop-out but for my top three movies i want to see played on the big screen like to have as a big screen experience and and i've seen many of them and mark knows i have like bucket list movies the thing is my number one and i'm not going to see the fathom event especially after reading about that and i would encourage all of you to not either uh because you want to see the thing proper the way it's supposed to be that's like that's like some shit that, that does, Lincoln Center that deserves something. Yeah. Good, film link you know. or somebody's got to get on that to say, Hey man, we're doing the proper aspect ratio. This is how you watch the thing. The thing would be my number one. Number two, I'm going to throw you a curveball. It's one of my all Mark knows. It's one of my all time favorite movies. I would love to see Beverly Hills cop, the original Beverly Hills cop on the big screen. Um, it's one of my favorites. I love Eddie. I love like old school Eddie Murphy. You know I what? I actually to see that.
0: got to see that the metrograph. Really?
1: Yeah. What, how did it, it play with an audience? I've I, always been curious.
0: Loved it. That's it was awesome. Great. It was like, one of my I was actually one of the best uh, movie experiences I've ever had. It's such a fun movie. There are like the very quiet
1: so moments in that first movie and serious moments like when he discovers his friend, his partner, his friend got shot. Um, and he's moving through that apartment. and It's like really dingy. Yeah. And I often wonder how those play with a crowd. Because when you're watching at home, they go pretty quick. And then you get all the funny Axel Foley moments. That's interesting. Well, the funny
0: thing, well, the thing is, it's like, that was my first time seeing it. So for me, when that scene opened up, I, because I was like, I thought this was like a comedy. (laughs) And the way it opens up is it's not really. It's like a serious, it's like a gritty crime movie. very serious. And it looks like it's not like lit beautifully. It looks very real.
1: Um, and my third movie it, that I would want to see on the big screen is Dark Man. I've never seen it on the big screen, and it's it's oh my, wow one of my all time favorite movies, Sam Raimi movie. So there you go, The Thing, Beverly Hills Cop, and Dark Man. Those would be the three movies I'd, I'd want to catch on the big screen, and I've never seen on the big screen. What about you, Mark? What are your top three? You've seen a bunch. Yeah, I think
0: I think for me, um, I'm gonna go with. I Actually, thought you were gonna say this when you said your last one, but uh, Dark City. I've never seen that on the oh, big. screen. I saw Dark, Dark City in the theater.
1: Oh really? I saw I was one of two people that saw it in the theater mark because it was just like Crimes of the Future. I was in the right place at the right time. I was like, "Hey, there's this weird-looking sci-fi movie I keep seeing it advertised on Comedy Central of all places." Wait, which what? is where a lot of my attention was at that time in <laughs> 1998 or 99. I was watching a lot of Comedy Central. Like I said, I was awkward, and I was like, "Oh man, this movie looks really cool, this weird like sci-fi movie." And I remember going to see it at a fucking like a discount theater brand new it had just come out and i paid three dollars and, wow. I, and i was one of two people there to see dark city and i loved it damn <laughs> i loved it what, what are your other ones dark city um the other one's going to be hard boiled i've oh, always yeah. wanted to see that I'm because surprised the... you've never seen that big screen well here's the thing is like my
0: i my first introduction to it was the criterion dvd and then that was like a Fox Lorber video, essentially. They just borrowed the licensing. And Fox Lorber, uh, Lorber do you remember them for DVDs? Oh, yeah. Their image quality was total shit. Like hard-boiled, and every copy of it looks like ass. It looks looks like, like smudgy trash. Crap. Yep. Yeah. So I've always wanted to see that on the big screen. That's but proper, like, like nicely restored,
1: yeah. nicely projected. Yeah. And then what so wait, is this just movies we've never seen? No, these are movies you've seen, but that you have never seen on the big screen. So they're just movies you've discovered on okay. video.
0: So I would say then live and die in LA. I've
1: always wanted to see that. Oh, what a pick! That movies do what a pick. I fucking love that movie. I got did I tell you? I think we even talked about this on the on the podcast. A couple weeks ago or or like a month ago, I got in the mood I wanted to watch to live and die in LA. You cannot watch it anywhere, it's fucking gone what it's not on Damn. any streaming service and the blu-ray is out of print and if you want to buy it really? it's super fucking expensive this leads me to believe they are wow. they are planning something with it there's either going to be some kind of a 4k release something's happening because all the existing That's copies crazy. of to live and die in la are gone you is cannot it, watch is it, it anywhere is it kind of like a
0: unknown film almost
1: like no a... no 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 nothing like that i think it's it's just that we literally have caught it when the studio or whoever owns the rights are planning wow. to do something. That's crazy. Yeah. You cannot find it on any streaming service. That's weird. It's I know because I was movie. like, how do I watch this fucking movie? And oh, I so literally you have like a right now copy of it. No, like right now I go to just watch and I'm like to live and die in LA. Nope. Notify me when I can watch it. Dude, Damn. if you were one of the people who was lucky enough to have a, to live and die in LA, Blu-ray? Dude. It's like worth thousands of dollars now. <laughs> Wait, I just want to look this up really quick. Well, um, to live and die in L.A. Blu-ray. eBay has it, but these are all used. The cheapest you can get it on eBay looks like 40 bucks. That's still a lot. 40 bucks for a disc? Something's got to be happening with it. And and it may not even play because with Blu-rays you gotta watch for region unless you have a region free free uh player. Oh god. It's like <laughs> I can get the Korean edition of it. It's not like four Ks where it doesn't region doesn't fucking matter. for any four yeah. K will play anywhere in the world.
0: Oh that's cool. That's I didn't why I love four K.
1: Yeah. You can play any four K desk. You could get an import. That's why like it's okay to buy import four Ks. They'll play on anything. That's why all these fucking people rushed to get I don't love the movie, so I didn't buy it, but like, you know, Drive, the Ryan Gosling movie. Yeah. That is a 4K, but it's I believe the import, I want to say, is either Japanese or German. It's not here, available here in America. Everybody ordered their imports. So you have to pay to get that imported, and it's like a $75 set. Damn! 4K set for drive. Yep. Jeez. So thank you, Genre Geeks. That was a fucking dope-ass question. Yeah. Thank you, Genre Geeks. Our second question comes from our friend Ben H. He's fucking back. (laughs) Ben H coming with a more traditional question this week, so I was surprised. He said, "We are halfway through the year. What would you say is your favorite movie you've seen so far from this year?" Damn, Ben H coming with hard ass a hard-ass question. One. That's actually a good question because if you think about it, I've seen a few few people doing this. They're like mid mid-year report, right? What's the best movie you've seen? I I mean, I've got a I've got three that come to mind right now. Are you and only I, allowed to choose one though? I think we should only choose one, right? Can't be can't be big pussies and just keep naming a bunch of movies. We yeah. got to fucking commit. That's, yeah, that's really not commit. a choice. All right, I I went first last time. What's what what would you say is the best movie you've seen so far this year, 2022 release? Yes. You want me to guess? Top Gun. No, Ambulance.
0: Ambulance.
1: <laughs> 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 Why did I even <laughs> Bother <laughs> asking <laughs> why <laughs> did I even
0: bother? Which, incidentally, is my first. No, I'm just kidding.
1: I won't do that to you again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, fuck. Ah, I've been wavering on this. I you, know
0: you've like mentioned a few that you've really liked, so now I'm very curious to I see think the
1: best movie I've seen this year, god damn, there's two. There's two that are jockeying for my top spot, and they keep changing. Just say both, then. Fuck it. The Northman, and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Those Shit, are those two, are the two fucking movies I missed. You can see The Northman right now, Mark. You can watch it at home. You could stream it. And everything, everywhere, all at once, I think you could rent. But those are the two best movies I've seen this year. And my third, by the way, I'll be a giant pussy and just say my third. My third <laughs> is Top Gun Maverick. I think that's what's looking like my, my the three best movies I've seen this year. That's I put pretty, those... Actually,
0: those are some strong contenders, and we still yeah. got half a year left. we got half a, half a fucking oh, year. So I really man. hope that continues, that trajectory
1: of good movies. You know what's movies. not going to be on that list? Mad God. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Sorry, Phil Tippett. (laughs) He's like, You fucking bastard! Get out of here,
2: piece of shit! (laughs)
1: I stole an Ed 209 figurine from Target and I put it in a scene and you're gonna kiss my fucking white, wrinkly ass. Phil Tippett! (laughs) Mark, you wanna wreck it? (laughs) Sure. I'm gonna wreck it! Wreck it! Wreck it! Wreck it!
2: Wreck, wreck, wreck! I'm gonna wreck it! Well, I know on facts, not recommendations, but thank you. It's Dunk! Dunkachino? Don't <laughs> mind if I do! <laughs> What's my name? Dunkachino! It's a whole new game, Dunkachino! I'm gonna play
1: the whole fucking thing, I don't care. Your
2: <laughs> Say hello to my chocolate blend. Attica, who are lucky like? This whole trial is out of sight. They pull me back in with Hazelnut 2 Caramel Swirl I know it was you Everyone wants my Dunkachino Can't get enough of my Dunkachino Kids from 7 to 17 Lining up for my Dunkachino What's my name? Dunkachino Dunkach, Dunka 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 Dunkachino
1: Shout out to Portugal Dunkachinos <laughs> <laughs> They turned off after they heard Mad God <laughs> Don't worry, they stop listening 10 minutes into the episode. Mark, this week, I love the record scratching by the way. That's good or, shit. Watcha, 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 watcha. Dude, <laughs> would ambulance Dude, ambulance could benefit from some record scratching in it, I think. <laughs> oh my god. Mark, this week How many wrecks do you have? I think I just have one. I have 3. Oh, oh wow, well. I have 3 and I felt bad because I I I have not been watching as many movies. Because I've been playing, um, I've, been a bit, I've been a bad movie nerd. I've been playing Shredder's Revenge. Oh. The new nice. Ninja Turtles video how game. How is it? You know that I heard I, it's fantastic. It's fucking excellent. I know we're not a video game show, but I don't give a shit. You know I love Ninja Turtles. And you know I love retro games. And I especially love like Turtles in Time and the original Turtles arcade game. They're if fantastic. You, if you like those games, this, I don't know how to talk about video games properly. So I'll just say it like a dummy. The creators of this game took everything you love about those classic Ninja Turtles games and they successfully updated it. Except what they did was they kept all the fun mechanics that you remember. Oh, even, even the fight styles and them throwing the foot soldiers at the screen and the screen, they hit the screen. All that stuff that you love is there. Ooh. And what they did was they were very smart. They added all these cool Classic villains from the classic animated show. Oh, cool! But they're the people who were never in the game, like Rat King, Ground Chuck, uh, fucking Wingnut. All these like random fucking oh, Ninja dope. Turtle villains are bosses that you fight in the game.
0: That's cool. I'm so glad they're not doing like that. It's sort of like Batman. It's like ah, oh, it's the Joker again. Ah, oh, it's the Ritter no, again. dude.
1: They well, you. The best part is you do get Shredder, but uh, I well, fuck it, I don't care. You get two versions. You beat Shredder, and then later on he comes back and he mutates and you fight Super Shredder. Oh shit! Is like it based
0: it's, on anything, by the
1: way. It's or... just basically based on all the shit you love about Ninja Turtles. It's like, okay, that's it's the look great. of the original games and the same fight style. It's the character design from the original series. It's the villains from the original series. But then we're gonna have Easter eggs from the movies, and we're gonna have like cool updated animations. It's fucking awesome. I don't Do play a lot any of the games voice now.
0: Actors or
1: yeah, they got some of the original actors. Ooh wow that's uh, fucking cool yeah like rob rob paulson is back voicing i think Raphael. they got the original mikey obviously that's awesome obviously they couldn't get james avery to voice the shredder because james avery rested (laughs) but dude i have been with dude i have been wasting so much time because i've just been playing shredders revenge i've beaten the game twice now really oh it's that good i love it it's very short you could finish it in like three or four hours but i beat it um and because you have to beat it once to unlock Casey Jones. So I, Casey, I love oh, Casey. Oh, okay. So I beat it with Michelangelo and and I unlock Casey Jones. But if you beat it with each character, you get a different ending. Oh, that's cool. So I've beaten it with Michelangelo and Donatello so far. So I'm trying to get all the endings. I want to see all the endings. It's that's so fucking awesome. fun, man. I love it. I've just been well, doing I'm that. Well, I'm glad so. to hear that. because I've I been a bad that. movie watcher
0: um hey i kind of to be honest i have too because i've been playing this game called with my cousin called it takes Two. Oh you yes have to play that with jess Yes,
1: i heard it's a fucking great it's, game
0: i'm not even joking it feels like you're playing a pixar film the the wow. aesthetics the voice acting they're phenomenal i bet i guarantee you you and jess should start playing that as soon as possible it's so much fun it's okay. really good great and it wow. actually it you actually it It lives up to the title. It's like this co-op game that's split screen and you work together to accomplish stuff. It's by the way, I get mad at games sometimes because when they get frustrating and like overly difficult or just like badly designed or poor mechanics. This one is such a pleasant experience. I know you like you said, we're not a video game show, but you this game
1: has been like
0: eating up a lot of my spare time. Look at us, dude. We're playing
1: games instead of watching shit. Because, dude, but that's what the thing, like, I haven't, you know, I haven't touched my Switch in a while. Mm-hmm. And um, when Shredder's Revenge came out, I was like, I gotta I gotta fucking buy this. It was like a day one buy for me, and I've just oh, been nice. doing that. I've just been playing Shredder's Revenge. Because Even if I have, I haven't been like this with a video game in a long time where, like, even if I have five minutes between, like, oh, I gotta go to work or I gotta go do this, I will take the Switch with me and I'll fucking play a level real quick and just fucking knock it out. Well, this this game
0: sounds like it's like fun, and if you look at most games, they're they seem daunting. It's like Assassin's Creed, ninety hours of gameplay, yeah, or like too much. Cyberpunk is like it's forty thousand weeks of gameplay, and I'm like, I don't have You're time like, to play. Why do you this need shit? that?
1: Yeah. I have a job. I have things. Yeah, I Who the fuck can do that? Anyway, basically that was our long-winded video game rant, A <laughs> long-winded excuse for saying we didn't watch much this week. Mark <laughs> sits. Since- so did you have one? Maybe I'll go and then and then I'll, I'll shoot over to you. And then, um, OK, Mark, I saw Lightyear, the new yes. Pixar film that the people of Portugal sadly thought we were probably going to be reviewing this week. <laughs> Sorry, Portugal. Did you see Lightyear yet? I, I wish I did. I
0: didn't have time. As you know, I had a fly out here. So OK, so I was I won't, hoping to see it.
1: I won't uh, spoil anything for you. I'll just tell you that I really I really loved Lightyear a lot um I went in expecting not to like it at all um yeah I know that was weird because you and I had a conversation about that dude I basically flip-flopped from your expectations for me on Lightyear (laughs) and Mad God I basically went complete opposite uh I never I didn't think I would be here I didn't think I would be here praising Lightyear and hating on Mad God but here I am (laughs) Lightyear is so much more than what you think it's not just a cheap Toy Story cash-in it's an original story uh with a lot of great emotional beats beautiful animation that goes without saying for pixar um it's just a really cool sci-fi story i love the tech um they do this bit where they sort of explain why this movie exists which i thought was kind of interesting and and i did what i did miss tim allen as the voice of buzz but chris evans won me over um and there's this fantastic new character that i'm sure if you have kids you or are on the internet you're aware of socks this little cat this little robo cat This fucking thing's going to be everywhere. Um, Anytime this little cat was not on screen, I'm not kidding. The kids in my audience were like, wear socks out loud. (laughs) Wear socks. So Disney has a fucking new star on their hands. Disney Pixar. I loved the movie. Merchandising character. Really fun, great ideas. And it does something super unexpected with the villain. Like it goes to a very weird place. And I don't want to say... It, but it, it's a movie that you and I both like. It kind of stole a bit of the ending from.
0: Oh, don't tell me, though. And
1: I mean that in a cool way. But if I tell you, then you will immediately know. So I won't say anything. Lightyear, I want to give a big recommend. Go see it in the theater. It did not do well. Kind of Oh, tanked. no. Yeah, Jurassic. Everybody thought it was going to be Jurassic World Dominion this week. And it actually wound up losing to Jurassic World Dominion. How did it lose to that movie? I don't know, man. I think people are like... I think people are burnt. I thought like to me, family movie kids movie these movies just kind of make money. They kind of print money. Yeah, um, I'm sh- I'm as shocked as you. I think Pixar is also shocked. I think Pixar was like oh fuck stop sending our movies to streaming to Disney plus for free and now they're going to have a hard time arguing that because the movie didn't make as much money as Disney wanted. Damn. Yeah, but I really loved it Lightyear. I give it a big time recommend mark. What's what's your first rec.
0: Well, as you know, I haven't had much time to watch movies. And if I do watch something, it kind of has to be a background thing. So you and I texted back and forth about this, but I've been watching a lot of Frazier. Like I've just been going through all the episodes and it's just been a blast. Dude. I love like, Frazier. They're these, they're basically like these really great short films. Like it's cool to see a show that, yeah, I know some things carry over, but it's like the episode self-contained. And I don't have to watch like 40,000 episodes just to get a complete story. And the writing is so intelligent and the characters are, I don't know, they're so believable and they're, you like being with them. It's You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, when you go see a really good comedic play on Broadway and yes. everyone's into it and like it's even got that kind of when the situational
1: humor too where like you can almost like a play where like two characters in this room don't know what these other two characters are doing and so this is this big miscommunication and if they would just yeah. reveal to each other then there wouldn't be an episode but you're watching yeah. this comedy of errors play out fraser does that shit beautifully
0: yes the writing is gorgeous i can't i can't like, I'm in, like, it's like Seinfeld-esque, like, the, just the way they connect everything together and how everything just flows so well. It's it's really nice to see that, just, like, really, like, intelligent writing, especially for comedy. There isn't a comedy. single
1: bad episode either. Every yeah. episode of Frasier is fucking great. And, you know, it's
0: weird. As a kid, I had forgotten that, like, because, you know, it's, I'd say it's more of an adult show. So yeah. when it came yeah. out, I didn't pay attention to it. I mean, there were a couple episodes I watched and they were funny, but... Now that I'm an adult, you get like the full scope of everything. And it's it's really nice to revisit all of them. How are you? Where are you watching them? I'm watching this on Hulu. So they have like there you go. every season. So I'm hoping that it stays on there for a while because, you know, how stuff just vanishes nowadays. So
1: well, guys I was going to say, I think if you I know it's all on Peacock because that's where I watched. And if you have a Peacock uh, subscription, you can watch Frasier and the Northman. Oh, they're both on there. So if you spend five bucks. You can watch both.
0: Wow, what a interesting uh, food for catalog. thought. <laughs> food for thought. Yeah. Northman, Frazier, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Frazier. I have
0: also been the, the other thing I've been watching is a lot of UFC fights. So oh. that uh, if oh, you're wow. into UFC, like that Glover Teixeira fight was incredible. So I, don't know I recommend that, that as well. I
1: do like watching <laughs> fights. I like watching people beat each other up. UFC 275
0: is very good.
1: When Mark and I, this is how you know you have a good friend. When Mark and I aren't texting about movies, we text each other horrible fight videos, people getting (laughs) hurt, videos where tornadoes drop houses on people. This is the videos we send each other. (laughs) And I laugh. I drink my coffee and I laugh. (laughs) They all feature like comedic screams. (laughs) Comedic (laughs) screams of pain. That one video I sent
0: you of that guy getting shot. He got shot in the leg and he just yelped. But the, the thing was like how macho the guy was previously. He's like tearing his shirt off, but he's got his glasses on and he's got the muffin top. He's like, it's like oh, scrap, something bad. Scrap like
1: happen. a man, bitch. Scrap like a man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's
1: so good. That's better than anything in Mad God. Sorry, <laughs> Phil Tippett. Sorry. Real life shooting is better than Mad God. That was uh Phil Tippett shooting someone who didn't like his film. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh any other recs for you, Mark, before I finish That's out it. with the recs? I, think, yeah. I got two other recs. Um, my second rec, I finally watched. I know a couple episodes ago I was talking about Duel, the movie by Riley Stearns. I finally watched his other movie, The Art of Self-Defense. I love that it's, movie. It's fucking it's great. So good. It's on Hulu. It is um as bleakly, darkly funny as Duel is. It stars Jesse Eisenberg He's as awesome. a as an accountant who gets assaulted randomly, and then he wants to get his confidence back because he's scared, he's having PTSD, and so he signs up for karate, and he winds up meeting this sensei who is, like, one of the weirdest, most toxic fucking people. It's an incredible, incredible movie. It it's goes to some fight fucked up places. It's Fight club right? Yes, it is. Yes, it's very Fight Club. It's very Fight Club, especially the relationship between those two <laughs> yeah, characters, dude. for sure. That for guy, sure. the sensei is awesome though that, that guy's great alessandro it, nivola yeah holy um, crap he's the little brother in face off oh wow he's the guy who says don't call me bro that's the fucking sensei uh, Damn, from art of self-defense so riley stearns man i'm a riley stearns fan you gotta he's... see duel okay i'll watch that tonight actually um it's a fantastic this guy to me is a fucking genius um i want to see if he's made anything else because i want to devour all of his stuff now it's fucking great art of self-defense is on hulu definitely check that out and mark i have been keeping up with my shout factory tv oh nice and i've been watching i so a couple weeks ago jess and i producer in the booth we went to japantown in san francisco and you know me i'm not like an anime guy i'm not a weeb i'm not like walking around you know i but i love japantown i I thought it was beautiful have you ever been no i haven't japantown if you're ever in san francisco No, don't go to Skid Row. Don't go to the Tenderloin unless you want to score smack. Don't go there. Um, Go to Japantown. It is fantastic. It's one of the most tranquil, peaceful places. Anyway, they have all these kick-ass restaurants and malls, and they have a Daiso dollar store where you can buy all this crazy Japanese stuff. Oh, that
0: store is awesome it's
1: awesome i went there I for the first time store. dude i bought a i bought a you a, never um, spend a dollar there you spend a lot of money there. i spent like 30 bucks but it was all on crazy japanese products yeah. i bought like what they call like an etiquette bag which is like a barf bag i thought was hilarious <laughs> and i bought a, a a mobile toilet that you're supposed to use yeah, in the car did. i bought all these crazy products because i was like when the where the fuck would you ever find this shit? it's amazing I'm used to going there from Singapore. So my family Dude, shops there a lot. It's great. Daiso dollar store is the shit, man. We had such a good time. We bought so much crazy shit. Rubber bands with like plastic Mickey Mouse ears on them and shit. <laughs> and we ate all this crazy food. Anyway, one store that I went to was called Jap- uh, Japan video. And they specialize in all Japanese import stuff. So animes, Japanese film, current Japanese movies, DVDs oh, cool. and stuff. And um and while I was there, I saw you, know, me, I love Power Rangers. I love that kind of uh, what they call that super sentai kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I only know Power Rangers. I'm very like, you know, very limited in what I know about that, uh, style of, uh, of show. And I saw this guy, the design of this guy, and I loved this character, the look of this guy so much, I took a picture and I was like, I'm going to find out more about this. Lo and behold, shout Factory TV has the entire first season of something called Common Rider. You ever heard of this? No. Common Rider is a guy who looks like an insect. He's like, I love this look. It's like a retro thing where he looks like an ant or a beetle. He's got this fucking helmet with antennae, and he's got this kind of cool Power Ranger-y armor on, and he rides a motorcycle. Uh, And I think Common Rider translates to masked rider. Anyway, he has been around since the 70s. And um, in many forms, you know, they they keep updating him. So the the more modern you get with Common Rider, the cooler and more sleek he looks. I didn't want that. You know me, Mark. I wanted the weird Alamo Draft House style shit. I wanted the 1970s Turkish Spider Man level shit. So I on Shout Factory TV, I've been watching Common Rider from 1973, the first season. Oh wow! It's awesome. Um, it's fucking hilarious, but it's also just like really well made like they're doing shit in the 70s that's pretty progressive in terms of like what they're able to achieve with practical effects suits and they know how to fight the fighting choreography looks awesome it's real it stunts like, does it feel like it has a, an actual
0: budget to it or do you feel sometimes like
1: it's... sometimes it feels low budget but i love that it lends to the quality of it for me um they're very clever in the way that they achieve things on a very tight budget you can tell they have like big ideas like ooh. When Common Rider kicks this guy, he's got to melt, but they can't like afford to do that. So they just like shot this, like basically an Alka-Seltzer dissolving and they play it in reverse to simulate <laughs> the guy melting. But it, as cheeky as that sounds, it looks fucking awesome in the show because it's hitting me on multiple levels. A, the audacity that you would try something like that and B, that it looks kind of cool. <laughs> No, anyway, there's something
0: I, fun. It's like, it it's makes so it just fun. fun. And
1: you yeah. know me, I love the campy, like I love the Batman TV show from the 60s. Like that's my jam, Turkish Spider-Man. I love the cheap 60s, 70s superhero TV. Um, I think
0: Phil Tippett didn't have anything to do with it.
1: Yeah, dude, Phil Tippett it can't like, touch this How about everybody shit. turns into a pile of shit? <laughs> what if Common Writer takes Go a shit into a lady's film. mouth <laughs> while she's giving birth? No, Common Rider doesn't do that. Uh, so I've been enjoying Common Rider on Shout Factory TV. Wow. If you're in the mood for something fun, you know what every time I put it on, you know what it reminds me of? I love it. It reminds me of Saturday morning. Anytime I put on Common Rider and I'm just like a kid oh, again that's cool. watching this silly campy TV show with this guy riding a motorcycle. And I love it. Like you watch a couple episodes of Common Rider, and if you forget, which is impossible, but if you forget Common Writers' origin or what's happening in the overall main story. Don't worry, they will repeat it about 15 times. There's always like a moment where they're like, in case you forgot, last week, Common Rider was abducted by this guy who looks like a scorpion. And now he wants revenge on this guy. And he also cleared his name from this crime so the girl believes he's innocent. Okay, now show can continue.
0: It's <laughs> so like, cool. I, I actually
1: love it when it's I like- I love because it. Because
0: it's like a weird, cheesy storyline. So they they actually become very funny, those recaps. Yes.
1: it's fucking great. Common uh, Writer is a guy that gets abducted. By this sinister organization, and they're trying to turn him into a cyborg. And the last step is to tr- is to recircuit his mind so they can control him. But before they do that, uh, a, a scientist rescues him, and now he's a superhero. And they fight against that sinister organization. It's fucking awesome. Common writer, that sounds dope. It's great, dude. It's a lot of fun. I watch it, and I feel like it's Saturday morning. That's it. <laughs> That's it for me and the rest Mark, some good ass wrecks bro thank you Mark I think that's it for us unless you got anything else
0: I don't, don't have any other no, comments no I've already talked poop, about maybe? Mad
1: God I've said enough god damn it <laughs> Mark, yeah I can't think of anything else well thank you to everyone for tuning in for another episode of the Matt and Mark movie show and thank you
0: Portugal if you stuck with this one
1: yeah please Portugal stick with us baby please, please. <laughs> uh, again I want to remind everybody Go check out our new Aspot merch in the merch store. The link is in the show notes. There's, that's some really cool looking merch, by the way. I love it, dude. I'm going to get myself an Aspot Online shirt. It's going to be the shit. I can say <laughs> Aspot Online anytime I want. <laughs> um, and if you want to help support our show, not only can you buy merch, but you can also give us a rating on Spotify, a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please. Um please consider doing so. We'd love to hear what you guys think of our show, and it also helps uh, give us exposure for our show. Uh, You can also reach us on email at mattandmarkmovieshow at gmail.com, or reach us on Instagram. We're very active there, at the Matt and Mark Movie Show. Uh, Mark, next week, if if you're down, of course, I think we're going to review The Black Phone.
0: Oh, I cannot
1: horror movie by scott derrickson and mark we might have a friend join us for that we'll talk offline about it the black phone so ethan hawk himself will be here get ready (laughs) mark i'm sorry guys it's actually not (laughs) ethan hawk you know who it is
2: it's dunk Dunk
1: dunkachino is coming
2: don't mind if i do what's my name dunkachino
1: coming next week
2: it's a whole new game dunkachino
1: shout out to portugal
2: Oh, you want creamy goodness? I'm your friend. Say hello to my chocolate
0: blend.
1: <laughs> Mark, are you going to watch Jack and Jill now? Because you want to see the I Duncan Chino so, scene? I but I have a
0: feeling I'm going to regret it.
1: Please tell me if you watch it.
0: It'll be on my Rex <laughs> next
1: week. Next week. <laughs> Tune in next week to see if Mark... It'll be Ambulance. I'm very proud of you for not recommending Ambulance again. I
0: forgot to recommend Ambulance! <laughs>
1: We host this podcast on Blueberry.com. We love them and we know you will too. If you're looking for a place to host your podcast that takes the hassle out of hosting and posting, they are quite simply the best. Unlike those other guys, they offer reliable tech support and make every step of the process super easy, no matter what your skill level is. With just a click, your podcast can be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, you name it. Sign up for blueberry.com via the link in our show notes and get your first two months of Blueberry podcast hosting completely free. That's right, they upped the promo to two full months. That's how cool Blueberry is. Sign up today using the promo code GETRECT. That's G E T R E C D. Get Wrecked. It's the code in the show notes.